Have you been told you need to stop doing what you love, whether it's exercise, running, or a sport? Well, here at Dynamic, we don't like that answer. In this podcast, we'll talk to leaders in the health and wellness space from Southwest Florida to get the solutions you need to get you back to doing what you love. Welcome to the Dynamic Naples Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Dr. Chris here. Uh, I have got an interesting one today. I call it We Are Not Machines. Uh, but before I get into that, I just found out today, actually from my father, that this podcast made the top 30 in Florida's best of uh, podcasts and health list through uh, Feedpost. So I just want to first start by saying thank you to everybody for listening and all the likes and shares because that's really helped me out the podcast. So, we are not machines. Uh, this is partly stemmed from many conversations I have in the clinic, somewhat out of frustration because I see everybody sort of trying to protect their joints and this kind of fear of movement that has arisen. It hasn't just arisen. It's been around for a long time. Uh, and this idea that, you know, we're like cars or some sort of machine, you know, and it's certainly tempting as a therapist to... Uh, make analogies for our bodies to be like a car, um, and it can be helpful at times. For example, I'll describe the shoulder as like being a car in a sense. So you've got the body is kind of like the scapula and the joint itself, and then your rotator cuff is like the steering wheel for the shoulder, and then your deltoid's like the gas pedal. I use that often. But like all analogies, they can fall short. And there is a primary philosophical difference between us and any machine. And in short, it's that we are adaptable. So let me start this conversation with just I'm going to read the title of this article here. Running does not increase symptoms or structural progression in people with knee osteoarthritis. Data from the Osteoarthritis Initiative. So they looked at uh, over 1,200 runners. Uh, 50 years old or greater. I think the mean uh, average uh, age was 63.2 years. And they measured them at baseline by pain and by joint space narrowing and followed up four years and found that not only did they not have any decrease in joint space narrowing, the runners in the group actually had improved pain or less pain. This goes completely against the wear and tear model, which I've been saying for a long time is, to be quite frank, bullshit. It's a bullshit model. This is just one of countless studies that are coming out that show the opposite of the wear and tear model. You're, you're finding power lifters with increased uh, intervertebral discs. You're finding uh, sedentary people have less uh, knee cartilage than runners. I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm not sure where wear and tear was born. Maybe it was because we were using analogies uh, as us being machines because you know th these are helpful for us to understand the body but I think that we run the risk of creating dogma and it goes completely against some of the physiological principles that we know and understand there's one called Wolf's Law W-O-L-F-F apostrophe S Wolf's Law Google it that basically says that a tissue responds to the stimulus applied or not applied so the more uh, stimulus you put into a tissue the more it can grow or the, the less stimulus you put into it, the more it atrophies. This is why astronauts come back from space with osteoporosis. So we know this principle, but yet when it comes to arthritis, we say, oh, it's just from too much usage. It just doesn't make sense with the physiology. And I just kind of want to tell a quick little story. It's funny. One of my buddies who's actually a physio, 
uh, we are on a cruise. You know who you are. Um, and he's, his knee's been bothering him. And there was a large staircase we were about to ascend. And he just looked at it and turns to me and says, oh, that's a whole lot of cartilage. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of joking. But uh, the point is, is that even us physios can kind of fall into the idea that, that you know, you shouldn't use the joints too much. So for years now, I've been saying, you know, wear and tear is bullshit. Sad and poor is really what it is. Sad standing for a standard American diet. Poor as in poor mechanics. And the more I read, the more I think it's just the sad part, not so much the poor. But before I dive into some of the diet stuff, I came up with these little equations here. Uh, so tell me what you think. So first of all, uh, the equation that we've been using in PT for a long time is stress plus recovery equals adaptation meaning you apply a stimulus or stressor like exercise, and then you recover, a.k.a. sleep, eat right, active recovery, whatever that means for you, and you adapt to becoming stronger or whatever your goal is. So I think that's a pretty simple and elegant equation, so I wanted to build upon that. So I like to think of it this way. A machine is stress plus rest equals recovery minus one. Meaning, you use your car, it gets hot, or whatever it is, and then you turn it off, and then it, that's, that's the rest phase, and it recovers, but you can subtract one from the lifespan of X. You know, maybe the tires, or, you know, at any part of the, the car, you subtract it a little bit out of its life. With humans, this is the key differential. It's stress plus recovery equals adaptation plus one. So in other words, you exercise, you recover, you come back stronger and a little bit better. So you actually improve. You, so you add more to your adaptability, to your lifespan, to whatever it is. But here's the caveat. We kind of have to get that, the right stress and the right recovery to get the right adaptation. Right? And this is where I think a lot of people miss the mark. We could break this down into sympathetic and parasympathetic. The stimulus being the sympathetic, the recovery being the parasympathetic. And I've talked about this tons of times in the podcast. I'm sure you're sick of hearing me say it, but so many of us live in a sympathetic state and just think the key or the answer to solving too much stress is more stress. So in other words, you know, my job sucks, my boss is a dick, bills are piling up, I got to go to the gym and I got to jump in the ice bath. Oh, that didn't really help. Uh, maybe I have to go to the gym twice a day and maybe I start doing hill sprints. And, you know, the answer seems to be more, more, more. And don't get me wrong. Things like exercise and ice baths and saunas, those are hormetic stressors. I mean, it's still stress, but you would come back a little stronger from it. But if you're already in this heightened stress response phase all the time, the answer is not necessarily put more in that bucket figure out how to get more parasympathetic activity in your life. I'm not a huge fan of over-tracking. There's so much data you can extract from everything these days, but it has its place. I do think something that tracks your HRV could be really useful in this scenario. So HRV is your heart rate variability, and it's a measure of how recovered you are. So I think it's a really great uh, assessment tool to figure out if you're putting too much stress in the system and, and then taking that information and fine-tuning your routine, your day, and your workouts, or whatever it is, with that information. So, for example, you can use a Morpheus watch, an Oura ring, a Whoop strap. I think Garmin has HRV. 
Apple might, might, Apple Watches may have an HRV, but that's probably my favorite assessment tool to figure out if you're getting recovered enough. Conversely, also to see if you're putting enough stress into the system, which is, you know, that's not most people, but if you're waking up 100% recovery every day, maybe you need to put a little more stress into the system. So it, it's it's a balancing act. That's the key to this whole thing. It's I mean, the Chinese have figured this out thousands of years ago. It's the yin-yang. This is all about balance. And to that point, um, I want to bring up something that I kind of realized I was sort of subconsciously doing like years ago. Um, I, you know, I, I think so many people go through the day, and this is just a suspicion, I don't know. Um, and it's, I don't want to say aimless, but it's just non-intentional. And I think that's a mistake, and I think life can get better if you get intentional about certain things. And really what I'm talking about is being mindful and being present. So, picture it's a Saturday morning. I'm an early riser, so I get up around 6 or 7, even on the weekends, and... I grab a cup of coffee and I sit on my patio and I'll usually just sit there and think for a while. And I'm just looking out my yard and just thinking to myself, this is amazing. How how lucky, how blessed am I that I have this? I think on that for a while. And then the, the next thought is, what do I want to eat today? Right, This is Saturday, so I know I'm going to grill. So I decide on what kind of uh, food I want. And then, okay, okay, but before I do that, what, what am I going to do that's difficult today? And then how am I going to wind down the day? So these four questions I sort of always ask myself almost on a daily basis. It's definitely not like a perfect practice or anything like that, but something I kind of keep in the back of my head is what am I grateful for, which basically grounds me and gives me good perspective, keeps me really present. What am I going to do that's difficult, so a.k.a. the sympathetic mode, Right? A lot of times it's ice bath, a lot of times it's exercise. Uh, what am I going to consume that day? Because that's another thing that I think many people, it's like food's almost an accident. Well, well, you know, we'll just go through the drive-thru for lunch. Big mistake. And then what, how am I going to wind down the day? What parasympathetic activity am I going to do? And so if you go through life that way, and of course this is just my routine, you can do whatever you want. Um, that has an incredible ability to stay focused on that day, one day at a time, keeps you uber present. And this is goes into some of the stuff I talk about with chronic pain and you know all kinds of anxiety. Uh, if you, one of the unique things about the human mind is we're able to fascinate about the future and ruminate about the past, and that's where we run into some troubles. That's it's a, it's a tool and it's a good thing that we can do that as humans. But this is where uh, chronic pain develops. This, you know, rumination, like, oh, last time I went up this staircase, I bothered my knee, and fascination about the future, I guess this is the new me now, right? That, that mindset, that's how people shift from acute pain into chronic pain. So staying present to me is just as important as corrective exercises, strength, range of motion. It may be even more important, at least from the rehab perspective. So in short, we're not machines. We're adaptable, but it's complicated because it's nuanced, right? There's to get the that equation right is got to be just right, and that's so uniquely different from person to person. And you know, I kind of touched on it earlier. Diet is such a huge part of it. What you put in your mouth is such a huge part of your health. It's way more than calories in and calories out. There's nutrients you need. There's things to avoid. Sugars, seed oils should be avoided. 
things that cause oxidative stress. And this is what I was alluding to earlier with the standard American diet, the sad and poor idea that I have uh, that what we put in our body is the cause of arthritis as opposed to wear and tear. I'm going to put uh, eight articles, current articles, that point to exactly this, that there is an association, they call it the gut-joint axis. Hippocrates said that all disease starts in the gut, and time and time again, he has proven right. There is a lot of emerging evidence that shows gut inflammation or gut dysbiosis or gut permeability it may be the culprit in arthritis. They're finding the bacteria that's present, the, the non-beneficial bacteria in the gut in inflammatory processes is the same bacteria found in the synovium of joints, the synoviums with the sort of inside of the capsule of the of any joint. And you know, how is this happening? Is the bacteria traveling through the bloodstream and making its way into the synovium and causing damage? It used to be thought that inflammation was a byproduct of arthritis. The cartilage wears away, the bones rub together, inflammation occurs. Now it looks like inflammation is the driver of the uh, breakdown of cartilage because they find the progenitor cells, the cells that repair cartilage are there even when you have arthritis, but they're going undergoing oxidative stress. They're, they're basically dying, not able to do their job. So wear and tear is bullshit. What you put in your mouth counts. We're not machines. When AI and machines get together and figure out how to become adaptable, uh, yeah, then it's Terminator, Skynet, then we're screwed. <laughs> Sorry, kind of went off the deep end here on this one. Anyway, so thank you so much for those that listen. I appreciate it. The podcast is growing, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Why guess when you can test? Do you get hangry or crash after a carb-heavy meal? These could be indicators that there is a dysfunction in your blood glucose regulation. If left unchecked, it can lead to irreversible changes. If you catch it quick enough, you can make diet and lifestyle changes that will get your levels where they need to be. 88% of Americans are pre-diabetic and don't know it. Diabetes underpins many of the pathologies we deal with in this country, such as obesity, high blood pressure, heart disease, and stroke. For some reason, it is rarely screened with your physician, and if they do test for blood glucose, it's usually with an A1C or a fasting glucose, which can sometimes give you a false negative. Nutrisense is a company that supplies continuous glucose monitors. We've paired with Nutrisense to get you real-time data to see how your physiology responds to glucose. The Nutrisense app lets you track your daily activity to see how food, sleep, exercise, and stress impact your glucose. You can log or import this data into the Nutrisense app to see the effect on your blood glucose levels as soon as it happens. Use the code DRCHRIS25 for $25 off your order today. Do you have unexplained pain? Or do you wonder just how healthy you are? When was the last time you had your blood tested? Blood chemistry analysis is a great tool to stay ahead of any health conditions. And now you can have control of your health with Let's Get Checked. Let's Get Checked is an incredible company that sends blood tests to your home. You can choose from over 30 different tests, whether that's thyroid function, testosterone, micronutrient, cholesterol, or C-reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation. It is sent to you with free shipping and you get your results in two to five days no physician referral needed. Use the code DPT25 for 25% off. You can find links in the show notes. Did you know that you can get started with physical therapy without a physician's referral? 
Physical therapists don't just solve pain, we get down to the root cause and keep it from coming back. We also discuss all things health, such as nutrition and lifestyle changes. If you feel that you could use some help, let's get on a free consult call. Go to www.dynamicnaples.com and sign up for a free call. Also, if you like this podcast, please give us a rating wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us spread the message. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.